from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, part two. Today here, August 10th. Tuesday, Year of Our Lord, 2021, you are watching live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and I have got a lot to go over today, so we're just going to get right to it as soon as we get to the first and foremost section. No messing around today, we got a lot of updates to bring, a lot happened today at the symposium, and many, many, many other stories that was really tough today to keep um, the symposium on all day, uh, understand what was going on, and do other research as well. So just know that I've got busting at the seams with information today. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Live from America, and you are watching Jeremy Harrell here in the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire, and I want to get right to the social media crowd today because it's going crazy already in the comment sections. We have thousands of people watching. The show now looks the same on Rumble as it does on YouTube, as it does on Roku, as it does on Firestick. I was able to get that working and fixed, so we're making progress while we win. Right here on Live from America. Let me shoot down to Rumble real quick and say hello to Claire94. How you doing? Good to see you. Patriots says, your shirt! Exclamation point. Of course, our family in Live from America takes care of me, sending me some really cool things, huh? Carla Reynolds is watching. Mel7 says, yes, my brain is about to explode with all the info. I know exactly what you mean, girl. Melissa Steffi. How you doing? Good to see you. Eagle Fight is in the building, says love your shirt. Chick73 says the same thing. It looks like the shirt is a big popular hit, taking away the thunder from the actual show. But that's what we're here to do, folks. <laughs> All right, Katie63 said God is doing a lot today. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. God is given. God is overflowing the cup. Your cup shall overfloweth. You know what I mean? Your cup shall overfloweth. JP Mom says, winning. Alexa 56 says, so ready for good news. Yo, Retta, just like Cuomo, our Governor Michelle Luhan Grisham is a tyrant here in New Mexico. Heels Gal says, rumbling in North Carolina. And of course, W. Wilson says, the shirt gets a Smarty Award. Well, look at that. The shirt gets a Smarty Award. All right, let's move over to YouTube real quick and say hello to Becky Jenkin. Let's say hello to Elizabeth Chuckleyberries and Kevin Wilson from Michigan. Michigan is in the house, ladies and gentlemen, so pay some respects. Roxy Loves America all the way from California says the symposium is fire. I'll have to agree. Kelly Bruno from St. Louis, Missouri, the show me state. Of the United States of America, Becky Jenkins says, Hey, he said my name. Well, of course I did, because I saw it. <laughs> Thomas Hammaker, how you doing? Christine Johnson, sorry for coming on hot about Larry Elder today. No, 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 no. That's what I wanted to do. That's why I forwarded the video that was sent to me, and then put out the other video right after it. It's what I wanted to do. It's exactly what I what I wanted to do, was spark some conversation about what people thought of that comment, and then the comment in the whole text. Christine Johnson, hello, and of course... Uh, Susan Miller says, cool shirt. We are getting wins. Go, Mike Lindell. Man, you are so right. You are so right. I'd also like to um, uh, 
shout out a very, very special young patriot who watches this show. 13-year-old Katie Martin, and that's K-A-D-E-E. 13-year-old Katie Martin, who is a fantastic, fantastic artist, drew me some pictures for my birthday and sent me one heck of a kind letter. And I want to say thank you very much, Katie. Thank you to you and your mom for, be, for, for sitting down and, and doing this for me for my birthday. They sent this to me for my birthday, and i got to tell you, it made me want to cry. So let me show you some of Katie's awesome drawings, okay? She says, let me first read you her, first read you the letter, okay? The, letter, the letter's cool. It says, Dear Mr. Jeremy Harrell, Happy birthday. Me and my family and my toad, that's cool, love your show. It is one of my favorite parts of the day. I'm homeschooled. Good for your mom. My mom said that you are the only good news she could find. Thank you for all you do. P.S. I love Lord of the Rings and the Armor of God. Love Katie, Katie Martin, 13 years old. Well, I do love you, Katie. You are awesome. Now, let me show you what she drew. Because she loves Lord of the Rings. Check this out. She drew Frodo Baggins. I mean, that is one heck of a drawing, ladies and gentlemen. That is one heck of a drawing. So she drew Frodo Baggins. And this is why we need to highlight... Uh, the traditions and the, and the culture that we still have in America. This is why we can't lose it by fighting seven days a week, 24-7. We have to be able to show our children cool stuff that they can do so their imaginations run wild. Check this out. She also drew Samwise Gamgee from Lord of the Rings. So thank you so much, um, Katie. And one more. She drew, of course, one of the Live from America logos. <laughs> she is so awesome. Thank you very much, Katie. Thank you for the birthday present. It is very much appreciated. Love you. God bless, and God bless your mom. I'd also like to thank Holly Tyndell, who paints pictures for me, and Deb Yoakum. They also sent me a birthday card, and I want to say thank you very much. God bless you. My birthday, of course, is next Monday. Um, and Jim and Bonnie Wenrick sent me a nice letter as well. So thank you, Jim and Bonnie. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get right to... Jesus calling because man you know what the Lord has blessed us so much today and we knew this was going to be the beginning folks we knew this was going to be the real beginning of a very very long journey and the Lord has blessed us has overflowed overfloweth our cups today with news I got good news plus I'm going to break down what's been going on at the symposium okay ladies and gentlemen so please share this video and get ready to experience God's love here we go August 10th Jesus calling the evening version Many of the hard things you have experienced were unknown to you. My skillful operations on your heart. Marvel at the wonder of being a new creation grafted into me, the Messiah. You are forever set free from the condemning law of sin and death. And that is coming from Ezekiel 36.26, from the New King James, Ezekiel 36.26 that says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And then from 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any person's in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. And before you turn out those lights tonight, folks, Get rid of all that anxiety. Get rid of all that stress. Trust me, God says, to do what you can 
what you cannot do. Remove the little stones that mar the beauty of your heart. And that's what it is. It's those tiny little stones that mar the beauty of our heart and make us have anxiety, make us uh, afraid, make us unaware, make us, you know, stressed out. And that's all we got to do. That's all we really ever had to do. But the devil is really good at making people believe things that aren't real. You know what I mean? All right, folks, we got a lot to cover. So let's say the Lord's Prayer. And while we're saying the Lord's Prayer, let's finish off with a quick prayer for Mike Lindell and everything that he's put on the line to bring us the truth that I'm going to go over in length in the first and foremost section of today's show. So remove your hats, folks. Set your coffees aside. Mine's finished already. I've been going crazy today. Let's say the Lord's Prayer all together, shall we? So all of heaven can rejoice. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And Lord and Heavenly Father, we pray for armor of God and a protection around Mike Lindell and all of the people that are working with Mike, all of the people that are there covering it, all of the people that are working to expose it, Lord, because we know that you had to bring us through this to expose the evil, Lord. We know now that we are all sacrificing in order to save our country. Lord, we know that it has to hurt before it's to heal, but we put our faith and our trust in you, and we ask that you bless the efforts of all patriots who help and support and defend the truth to come out in the United States of America and across the globe. In Jesus' name, amen. Who's ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. So let's get to the first and foremost section today. Let me bring you up to speed on what happened at the symposium today. And not only that, when we're going to take little breaks out of the show and we're going to go live to the symposium to see what is going on throughout the evening. So if you have not reached out and hit that little plus sign on Rumble, please do so. And if you've not liked the video on YouTube, please do so. Share the video because that is exactly how we have been winning these last eight months. That's why we've been in the trenches and that is why we're here today. That is why we get these wins, because of the shares and the awareness. Without the awareness, without the eyes and the ears on this kind of stuff, it doesn't happen. And I'm going to explain to you why it is so important right now. So bringing you up to speed on what happened with the symposium today, let me first give you my personal opinion on where I was, where I am now, and how excited I am for the next you know, two days of, of this symposium and what's going to be coming out. My eyes and ears are going to be glued to this. And I can tell you this. I can tell you this. I was going into this with hope. I was going into this hoping, ladies and gentlemen, hoping and praying that everything that Mike was going to show was worth showing. Because there's that little bit of doubt. The devil likes to put that little bit of doubt in and said, well, he's already done this movie. He's already done this movie. Nobody's really, really, really latched on except for the echo chamber and maybe some independents. Okay? So I, I didn't have doubts really going in. I just had hopes. 
and I wasn't sure. I didn't really put my faith and trust in God, and I should have, because knowing that Mike Lindell is a God-fearing, God-loving patriot who prays before he does everything, I should know that God is doing this for a reason. And folks, i got to tell you, after what I've seen all day today, I've got to tell you, it is absolutely amazing. Prayers have been answered, and the way that just the first half of the day just up until now, let's just say just until right now, the way that Mike Lindell, the way that the people on the stage, the way that the people on the panel, the way that the guest speakers, uh, everything, the, the way that the forensic scientists are working, the way that the, the, the news media is working, what, it, it, everything blew my mind and is, is being articulated to us exactly the way it should be. And it proved without a shadow of a doubt now, I can't wait to see what happens at 7 o'clock tonight. Apparently, at 7 o'clock, he's got some major, major news he's going to drop that everybody needs to jump in on. Okay? But that's what he's been doing all day. There is, without a shadow of a doubt, no doubt in my mind, that everything he's saying is exactly 100% true. And Trump won by such a landslide. Not by just such a landslide. I'm talking popular vote and everything. It was incredible. And the way they laid it out... I tried to go into this without being a Trump supporter. I really did. I, I, I sat and listened to this all day as if I was a person who has never, ever, ever, ever heard anything about this. Okay? And I also tried to go at it thinking uh, a few times during the day uh, from, a, from a liberal point of view. From really honestly believing that the Republicans are doing this just out of some sham to try to create doubt into elections. I tried to be as level-headed as I possibly could be. Okay? But I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, what came out of that symposium so far has made me, I, I, there's no doubt. And I'm gonna, and I'm, I wrote down all the points that I wanted to highlight today. So let me give it to you right now. First of all, they used, and when I mean they, I mean the people who perpetrated one of the greatest acts of war on a country in our time, which is this election. Okay, they. So whether that means China and the Democrat Party, whether it means the UNA Party working with China so that they can stay in power like they did with this infrastructure bill today, whoever they is all together, let me just tell you, they used the census. They used the census as a basis for everything. Do you remember last year when they were sending out the census things? And they were pushing getting your census filled out and in as quick and as, and as fast as possible. Remember that? Remember they were hitting you with emails, text messages. People were coming to your house. Mail. It was coming in the mail left and right. Census, census, census. I think I got 50 different census papers to fill out when they sent those census or whatever. I think it was a year ago, year and a half ago or whatever. And, and, and now hindsight being 2020, I think to myself, I go, wow. Wow, I never in my life remembered such a push on getting your census done and in. I never, ever, ever had seen anything like that in my life. And I'm like, why are they pushing this so bad? Calm down. People will get to the census when they get to the census. No, but they were pushing and they were pushing heavy. Okay? Why were they doing that? Because they needed to know exactly how many people were in this country, in every county, in every city, in every town, from every walks of life, color, tall, short, blonde, whatever. They needed to know every little bit and then use a 2010 census for some kind of, um, to, to, to basically 
how do I want to say this, condition you over time. They looked at the trends over time of people dying, attrition, people dying, people being born, people dying, people being born. How many, how many people were like this? How many people had this characteristic? Were they black? Were they white? Blah, 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 blah. They used that as a gauge for, the, for not only in the 2016 election, but I mean in, in, in past elections, but also in this election. And they used the census. And the reason why they used the census was so that they could have a hundred percent voting registration. So there, there was literally more vote voters, more votes than there were voters in, pl- in in many places. Or there was exactly amount of votes as there were people, exactly the number of votes as there was people. And the reason why they needed that was so that they could make up votes whenever they needed to and have fa- have phantom votes attached to real people. They didn't think that we were going to break it down this heavy. Okay. They didn't think that we were, were going to break it down this heavy. So they used the 2010 census. They had this census. They knew exactly how many people were in this country. Those people were tied to phantom votes. So basically, in a lot of places, there was 100% voting registration. That means out of everybody that lives in, let's say, whatever, Ohio, 100 people, 100% of the people that were registered to vote. No kids. No nothing. 100% of the people. That's one, and so so everything was really tied to the census, and being able to have phantom voters go, phantom votes go to people. That was one way. That was one way. But they did it so many other ways. Um, the check this out. The they proved preloading algorithms. They proved it. They proved it by showing you the exact percentage that they preloaded algorithms with in order. To change votes. So basically, let's say it was 83% of something in this county, then it was and it was 83% in this county. It was 83% in this county. It was 83% in this county. In every county in the state, the percentage was exactly the same. Then they'd go over to another state and it would be a different percentage, but every county in that state would have the exact same percentage. So that and they explained it would be like rolling a dice. 83 times, and every single time that you roll that dice 83 times, okay, you get, a, you get a number. Okay, I got this. This is my outcome of these 83 dice rolls. Then they come over here and do 83 more times, and it turns out exactly the same number as this. Then they came over here and do 83 more times, and it turns out to be exactly the same number as this. They caught all this almost in real time, but when they went back and looked at it, it they were able to use that algorithm. They figured out the algorithm. In every single state, and they were able to predict without even knowing. Like they would go into a room, they would they would they would get numbers. They would be able to predict the outcome of what the stolen election numbers were based on algorithms and based on okay, I'll just apply this here. Now I'll apply this in this county. I'll apply this in this county. And it led them to uh, to basically predetermine exactly how many votes were going to be in that county. And now, before I move any further, because I'm super excited here, and I know I'm talking quick, uh, I want to read to you a screenshot that I took that they put up. And it was basically saying how you steal, how you steal an election. Come on, where is that? Okay, here you go. How was the election stolen? Okay, so before the election... You decide what the outcome will be for each state. That is where you preload these algorithms. You decide what the outcome is going to be for each state. You regulate at the county level 3,242 counties. 
you inflate the registration databases with the, cen the census, okay, and you build yourself a credit line of phantom voters. Then, program the machines in every single county they were placed in. That was, that's before the election. Now, check this out. During the election, databases and machines are hacked and tracked. Okay? Manipulate votes and voters and ability to regulate county outcomes. Then, after the election, you pair last-minute voter IDs with the phantom voters that you build yourself a credit with from the census. Then, you clean up the evidence and then remove the phantom voters off the voting rolls. You know how we've been seeing Wisconsin and other states just remove voters off the voting rolls all of a sudden? They're gone. Arizona did it, Georgia did it, Wisconsin did it. They just removed voters off the voting roll. Why? Because they're getting rid of those voters that they kept on there who weren't real voters so that they could attach whatever deficit they needed to build, okay, to those voters. But when these audits started going on and they moved further and they moved further and they moved further, then the Secretary of State and or with the help of these governors made sure that they purged those voting rolls to try to get rid of the evidence. The problem with trying to get rid of the evidence is that with these pack and captures that they all have, and this is what makes me believe this was an entire setup from the very beginning, because with these pack and captures that they have, it is like a timestamp stuck in time. It cannot be changed. It cannot be altered. It cannot be, it, Mike Lindell compared it to a, um, a, a, fit of, a, fit of photo taken in the 1970s where you can't really change it, alter it, or edit it like you can on cell phones and, and so quickly with computer programs today. So that is their proof of when, where, and how it all happened. Where, it, where uh, Arizona uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, they're holding their routers because those routers hold all of the data of when, where, how, and why. Who came from where, what they did, what time they did it. But Mike Lindell pretty much has it all. He has it all, and you know how he has it all? Based on the numbers that the Secretary of State and the governors supplied that was public record after the election. But now you know what's happening? These Secretary of State and these governors, they are in, in real time, all up until today, have wiped off public voter information that Mike Lindell and his team used, given to him by each state, okay? That evidence is now being wiped from the Secretary of State website. They were talking about that today, too. And what I love about what, my, what um, Mike Lindell has been doing today is he's been keeping track of all the journalists and all these uh, news... Uh, reporting companies and there's newspapers and magazines and TV shows. He has been monitoring them with a team all day and putting them on blast, basically saying exactly who they are, where they're from, and what they said and how they lied. Okay, but when they had <clears throat> when they had this doctor go up there and go through exactly how what algorithm they used and how, what percentage they set it at in each state, and he proved it. There's no way around that. There's literally no way around it. He knows exactly. And then they started showing what the fake vote outcomes were compared to what the real vote outcomes were based on the algorithm, the number of voters, the census, the amount of voters that they removed off rolls, all of it. They put it all together. Here was the thing, folks. Nobody expected somebody to go this far and put all the pieces together. Nobody. Not a single person. 
and you want to know something else that's a miracle? 47 states are there today. 47 of 50 states are there representing their state today. CNN is there. Multiple news outlets are there. Then, while they were explaining all of this and showing all of this news today, just left and right and left and right. There was so much coming in, I was trying to write down as much as I could. While that happened, they also have people in back rooms working, not knowing what state is what, just working with numbers. These are like, you know, forensic scientists and hackers and, 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 and analysts and people work with this kind of stuff all the time. He's got them working in different rooms with different color-coded bands that say that they're in this room for until this amount of time. Then they move to this room. He's also got people doing mock elections, meaning that they have the election set up the same way a state would, with the machine, the same way a router would be set up, the same way uh, you vote, everything. They have mock elections set up right now, and the crowd is voting. The crazy thing about the mock elections... The crazy thing about the mock elections is that while they were on the stage, somebody there, a hacker, hacked into the machine in five minutes with his cell phone. Hacked into the machine in five minutes with his cell phone. And we already knew that would that could be done because Javon Hutton Pulitzer had done that. So what they're doing is Mike Lindell, if you have not watched any of this, he's putting it all on display. He is recreating the election in so many ways just to prove to everybody, this is what happened, we know what happened, this is how it happened, and this is the only outcome that could be. And here's all the people to prove that that is correct. And nobody here is going to prove me wrong. That is the great thing about this. Another thing that Mike Lindell touched on, another thing that he touched on, was this had to happen. We had to be cheated out of this. We had to be. And I'm sitting there going... Well, I agree with you to a certain extent, but where are you going with this? I was kind of curious as where Mike Lindell would be going with this. He said if they would have just given Donald Trump the win, none of this would have really happened. We would not know that Dominion did this, and our country would be gone forever because they would continue to condition to a complete total takeover anyways. And remember what I've been telling you about each state not really being as close as, as they'd like us to think because they're conditioning our minds into thinking that it's closer than it actually is so that you'll accept a win when they actually cheat? That's what they've been doing in Florida and in Texas and that we know that because they put up the real numbers of each state. They put up the real numbers of each state and how much Donald Trump won by. And the spread between Trump and Biden is so ridiculous that they wouldn't even been in the same stratosphere as far as overall votes. Donald Trump won the popular vote and he won the uh, Electoral College votes by a lot. And I'm going to go through some of those states right now. Okay, um, The state of New Hampshire, they had Trump... Uh, Biden winning the night of the election, 424,000 to 365,000, okay? Roughly a 60,000 vote split. In all actuality, Donald Trump won by 7,000 votes in the state of New Hampshire, okay? We're going to go to, hold on a second, we're going to go to the state of Wisconsin. They said that Biden won it by 30,000 votes, 1,630 1,630,000 to 1,610,000, so 20,000 votes. In all actuality, uh, Donald Trump won by almost 300,000 votes. And, they, and, and literally, they have the, the, cap, the pack and captures. Um, 
are proof of it. The algorithms that are figured out are proof of it because they can show you without even knowing the results what the final number is going to be because of the algorithms used in conjunction with the census so that they could do all of this. They predicted a big blue wave. They knew it was going to happen, whether it be China and the Democrats or one of the other. Okay? So uh, let's go to uh, South Dakota. South Dakota, they said President Trump actually won 261,000 to 150,000. Well, why would we do South Dakota? Well, because they cheated there too. Again, it was all about conditioning, making you think that the blue is bridging the gap. So here they got him winning by 110,000, when in all actuality, he won by 140,000. They've been doing this for so long. They've been doing this for so long. And the only reason they didn't do it in the 2016 election was because all of them were literally on their heels. None of them thought that President Trump had a snowball's chance in you-know-where to beat Hillary Clinton. So they didn't do it. They just didn't pull out the stops. But ever since then, they tried to get Donald Trump gone. Who did? The Uniparty. The Rhinos and the Dems together who are afraid to lose their power together. And I believe 100% working with Dominion and the Chinese Communist Party. Let's move on. Um, North Carolina. They said President Trump... uh, Or South Carolina, excuse me, I think that is. They said President Trump won by um, about 80,000 votes. He really won about 500,000 votes. Let's go to Minnesota. They said uh, Biden won by 300,000 votes, roughly, but Trump actually won by 100, no, excuse me, um, about 30,000 votes. But trust me, if you were to if you were to watch, if you had watched everything that I watched, how they proved that they knew the exact number, you'd be like, if you haven't watched it, you'd be shocked. you got to go back and watch it. You got to go back and watch it. Um, somebody, not even remotely a shred of evidence what this guy is saying, Justin says. <laughs> uh, then go prove, him, go prove him wrong and get $5 million. What are you talking to me for? Go prove him wrong and get $5 million. Clearly, forensic scientists, doctors, analysts, people with no bias whatsoever, people who had nothing to do with politics there, backing up what all these people are saying. Clearly, they don't know whatever they're talking about. Not a shred of evidence, says Democrats. Not a shred of evidence. None. Uh, Let's see. I I wrote down a couple more things here. Um, But, oh yeah, when when they went live today, when they tried to go live at 10 a.m., 40 million live people and bots hacked Frank Speech and Lindell TV. 40 million bots and real humans together, a combination of the two, attacked and tried to take down Mike Lindell or Lindell TV and Frank Speech. Why? What's, what, what's the big deal? What's so, what are you so scared about? I mean, why are you trying to take this poor guy down? He's just a pillow fighter. Pun there. <laughs> Woo, I love it. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much, ladies and gentlemen, a breakdown. Oh, and wow, also that they were live, uh, breaking news came in that China just hacked Israel's defenses. Cyber attacked Israel. First major uh, cyber attack from China to Israel in history, and that happened in real time. 
and that was put out by Israel. So China's trying to do it everywhere. They're not just doing it here or there. They're doing it everywhere. And somebody's got somebody's to put a stop to them. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take a quick break because I've been talking a lot, apparently with no shred of evidence. <laughs> and we're going to go over to Frank's speech real quick, take a quick break, and we'll be back with more live from America, ladies and gentlemen, right after this. Enough of those electoral votes where you can subtract, get down below 270, and we get the real president back in office. We still have to proceed. We still have to do a full forensic audit in every state. Why? Because what we've just seen over the past hour, two hours, we have corruption everywhere, and we have to root it out. we gotta, we got to build the foundation all over again. I think this is very important, what, what, what David's saying. For, 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 for too long, you've let the professional politicians not just make decisions in the country, but you've let them run elections. The thing that is the most powerful about this movement is personified in Arizona. Why do every day on the show I call that convention center the new Concord Bridge, right? Because when that interim report comes out on the numbers, right, when that interim report comes out on the re-canvassing, that's going to be the shot heard around the world, right? Because you've been told time and time and time again that this is nonsense, it was perfect, uh, everything was okay, and it has been the relentless, relentless move of essentially volunteers, nameless volunteers, in that convention center that on global TV... 24 hours a day. You saw them doing the process, right? And none of them came out in front of the media, in front of the cameras and said, it's me, 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 I've been doing this. This is the same thing that happened in Lexington and Concord. We know, for, except for one or two people, we don't know who, were the, who was there on those bridges. We don't know who was at Concord Green or at Lexington Green. That's the backbone and the DNA of American patriotism. That's why what's happening in Arizona is so important. Why do you think, why do you think they hate Colonel Wendy Rogers. Why do you think they hate Sonny Borelli? Why does Mark Fincham uh, uh, worry them? Because now you have people that are prepared to back. Elected officials prepared to back the will of the people. And it is the will of the people in Arizona that's coming forth. What has inspired this movement that's now on Telegram? What has inspired people in Georgia? As John Frederick who broadcasts about Georgia every day. It is this movement of patriots. It's a populist movement that you're seeing, and that's spreading everywhere. That's why you have moms at the school boards. That's where you're confronting CRT. That's where you're confronting masks on kids. That's why people are sitting there going, you know, I need more information about the vaccines, okay? In six weeks, they're gonna come back and say that you people are going to destroy the full faith and credit of the United States because you're not prepared to back off the debt ceiling. When you, in fact, are the full faith and credit of the United States, it all rests on your shoulders, right? You pay all the taxes. It's your pension funds that drive all the industry. All power rests with you. It's always rested with you. We've just gone asleep for a long period of time. Amen. All right, folks, back with more Live from America. And amen to everything I just heard um, Steve Bannon say up there on the, uh, on the stage at Mike Lindell's symposium. Amen. You've always had the power. We've had the power. 
we just forgot we had the power. And this was hence the lockdowns, hence the freedom taking, hence the mask wearing, the beating you down, the hurting you, the taking away your health, making you worse by putting masks on everywhere. Now they're flooding and shoving vaccines in everybody, whether they work for them or not, they don't care. I mean, it's a complete dumb down and breakdown of society. You and me have always had the power. We have always had the power. Every one of us. Um, hold on one second. We got to, uh, take care of some stuff over there on YouTube. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as we know it today, we already spoke about it. The ridiculous infrastructure bill passed the Senate. Now it makes its way to the house. And here are the Republican senators who decided to, to, to side with the Democrats over not an infrastructure bill, more of a um, green new social engineering bill. That's what it is. More of a green new deal social engineering bill. Here are your are your uh, Senate rhinos who decided that they were going to shoot themselves in their own foot and vote with Democrats. Here we go. Senator Blunt, Senator Burr, Senator Capito, Senator Cassidy, Senator Collins. Kramer, Senator Crapo, Senator Fisher, yes, Senator Lindsey Graham, ladies and gentlemen, Senator Chuck Grassley, who we just gave a Smarty Award to just the other day. Think we got some phone calls to do tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Think we got some phone calls to do tomorrow. Okay, here we go. Senator Hoven. Senator, of course, Mitch McChina. Senator Lisa Murkowski, Rhino, who's leaving anyway. Senator Portman. Senator Rich. Mom Jeans, Mitt Romney. Senator Sullivan. Senator Tillis. And Senator Wicker. If any one of them are from your state, ladies and gentlemen, you need to light them up. Phone calls, emails, make noise, be heard, become annoying if you have to. But every single one of these are going to get a call from all of us over the next couple days. Mark my words. But I want to move away from that bad news because we have all this good news going on today. We have all the evidence. And that guy that was on YouTube talking about not a shred of evidence this guy's putting up. That is all he's been putting up. Watch it with no bias. Watch it just to watch it as a human being. When you have forensic scientists, doctors who have no political affiliation whatsoever, have no reason for being there other than the fact that they love to analyze and break down numbers and show you facts. You can't argue that. And if you do argue that as a regular civilian with no kind of skill, training, or any kind of education in these fields, sit down and... Exactly. Exactly, Ronald Reagan. Thank you very much. Let's talk about some good news for a change, okay? Um... We have been talking about these political prisoners held in D.C. for quite a while. Every one of us. We've been pushing, pushing, and gotten louder and louder and louder. And thank you to none other than Suzanne Monk, who lives in D.C., who got this all started. I don't care what anybody says. It was Suzanne Monk who got all of this started. And shout out to her for having the guts and and, and the determination to get this started. But courts are now moving for the political prisoners locked up by Democrats in D.C. Uh, We made enough noise to make a move. That's important. That's impressive. That's amazing. In fact, the court has ordered the release of 
one of the men charged with assaulting Officer Sicknick, who ended up passing away. Okay? One of them has been ordered to be released. And I actually have the story here, so I want to go ahead and read it to you. A court ordered a West Virginia man who was charged with assaulting Capitol Police Brian, Officer Brian Sicknick released from jail. The U.S. Appeals Court on Monday ordered the release of George Tanios. The three-judge panel determined that the district court had clearly erred when it determined that George Pierre Tanios could not be released into the community without risk to safety. There was two men charged. In that, in, uh, two men charged. One of them, uh, his time was to go in front of this court, and he got uh, released. He's been ordered to be released. And I imagine that his, the guy that was charged with him will also be ordered to be released. Why? Why are they being ordered to be released? Because we've made enough noise. Enough footage is starting to come out. Uh, lawyers and courts can subpoena footage to show what really happened. The footage that Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to release. Well, when a court orders you to release footage to them that's pertaining to somebody who's being held without bail because there's some kind of risk to safety, that stuff is going to be sent. And once it was, this man was ordered to be released. And more to come. So I want to say thank you. To every single one of you for your loyalty and determination to truth and justice in this country and putting your own neck at risk for everything that you do. Because if it wasn't for us in the numbers, that kind of stuff wouldn't happen. So a big, big shout out to every single one of you. Okay? And now I've got more good news, folks. Let's go ahead and cue that Smarty Award, shall we? August 10th, the Smarty Award on Live from America goes to the Texas Supreme Court. The Texas Supreme Court coming through for not only Texans, but the rest of the country too, folks. The uh, Texas Supreme Court, just hours after I reported to you that on Sunday night, a, fe- a, 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 a state Democrat appointed judge, appointed by Democrats, put a block on Greg Abbott and uh, te- uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton from being able to arrest the runaway, take my ball away, uh, take my ball and run away Democrats who fled their duty, fled their job just to get on a plane maskless, ride a bus with beer, and sing together outside of the Capitol building. We will overcome. We will overcome. Like robots with no, no singing skill whatsoever. Yes, a Texas court, Supreme Court at that, has moved quick. And moved fast and already overturned that and said, nope, Governor Greg Abbott has full right and legal authority to do so. Uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton has the authority to do so. And that order to temporarily block the arrest is now gone. Ha! Isn't it just too bad when you mess with real constitution-loving patriots who look at the constitution and interpretate interpret, excuse me, interpretate, think you like the Democrats, who interpret the Constitution the way it's supposed to be interpreted, the state and the United States Constitution. So big shout out to the Texas Supreme Court. You shall get locked up. You shall get locked up. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're fighting for this and we're fighting for that and and, and, and power to the people and please send us Dr. Pepper and, 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 and money and whatever else. Nobody cares. Woo! 
Woo! Shout out, Texas. Woo! Go, Governor Greg Abbott. All right. Now, remember the other day when we were talking about the, um, the Maryland death numbers? And I had you guys give me the percentage of what that death toll per 100,000 was in that state? And it was really low. No, we did it by how many people were in the state, how many people died, what that percentage was. Well, we're going to break down some more stuff for you folks because you should be armed with ammo. So let's go ahead and do this. We are going to take kids age 1 to 14 and also kids age 5 to 14. I mean, excuse me, 1 to 4 and 5 to 14. And we're going to break it down by numbers by math, I know the left hates math, math, that's why they created Common Core, so they'd have another thing to argue and say that real math isn't real math, but we're going to use real math, real graph, real facts, and we're going to find out what is the leading cause of death for children, ages 1 through 4 and ages 5 through 14, by the per 100,000. Here we go. Ages 1 to 4, drowning is the number 1. Vehicle accidents, number two. Homicide is number three. Cancer is number four. Cardiovascular disease is number five. The flu and pneumonia are number six. Suffocation is number seven. And coming all the way down in pesky eighth place is COVID. Point oh, 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 whatever, two. <laughs> COVID way down on the list, but you got to mask those children. You got to send them to school because they're going to die. Okay. Now let's go to five to 14 years old. Cancer, number one. Vehicle accidents, number two. Suicide, number three. Homicide, number four. Cardiovascular disease, number five. Drowning, number six. Flu and pneumonia, number seven. And way down again at number eight place. It's those pesky facts that keep getting you, you know. COVID. But mask your children and send them to school, folks. Got to do it. Got to do it. And really what they're doing is they're hurting children, depressing children, giving children uh, anxiety, segregating children, causing way more damage than they would be by just letting poor kids go to school without a mask and not trying to force them to be vaccinated. But, you know, math is racist these days. Got <laughs> Math is racist. All right, we're going to give the Dumb Dumb Award, so grab your Dumb Dumbs if you have them in your own house. I encourage you to all get your little package of Dumb Dumbs so you can throw them as well when we do one. So I'm going to go ahead and give a Dumb Dumb Award to Oregon, Oregon, <laughs> Oregon Governor Kate Brown. Let's go ahead. Woo! Oregon Governor Miss Kate Brown, you get the Dumb Dumb Award of the day today and literally gets the Dumb Dumb Award because she is purposely dumbing down her state. What do I mean by that? Well, <laughs> I know she hates graphs and math, so she needs to make sure that everybody can understand, you know, picture books and stuff like that. Because Kate Brown signs into law allowing students to graduate without proof that they can read, write, or do math. Mm-hmm. Can you believe a governor of a state who would actually want children to graduate without proving that they are proficient in these subjects in order to go through life as we all go through every day? What a dum-dum. Seriously, what a dum-dum. 
you no longer have to read, write, or do math in order to graduate in Oregon. That is no child left behind on steroids, ladies and gentlemen. That is no child left behind on steroids and literally dumbing down your population. But you know what? I think we should not call it dumbing down anymore. Let's just call it deming down for Democrats. You shouldn't dem down your population. You shouldn't dem down your children. And you shouldn't dem down yourself just so you can get by. We're doing it in the military. We're doing it in colleges. We're doing it in schools. Now nobody has to read or write, and you could pass and, and, and just, I don't know, wait for government money the rest of your life. Unbelievable. Deming down the population, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's happening. So she gets the Dumb Dumb Award of the day today. Let's take a break. Let's go watch some more uh, live Mike Lindell at Mike Lindell Symposium. And uh, we'll be back right after this, folks. Tools and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. Remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. Unfortunately, Dominion has recently been thrust into the national spotlight as part of a dangerous and reckless disinformation campaign aimed at sowing doubt and confusion over the 2020 presidential election. First, there were no switched or deleted votes involving Dominion machines. Dominion is not and has never been a friend for communists. The company also does not have any ties to China whatsoever, including no ties, including investment or source code transfer. Let me be clear. Voting systems are, by design, meant to be used as closed systems that are not networked, meaning they, they are not connected to the internet. It sounds like some of these machines are showing the tabulators can and, and are connected to the internet. Um, throughout, you're going to, particularly where a vote is cast uh, on election day, those machines tend to and should not be uh, connected to the internet, certainly as a best practice. But, but some have the capability, don't they? Uh, some may have uh, modems uh, that are typically uh, disabled, but in certain states, I believe in Wisconsin, some are temporarily activated to transmit, uh, transmit some counts. But, th but those tabulators are connected on election day because that's how they transmit the data to the counties and also into the unofficial... Uh, in some cases, yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Through forensic analysis of election management system computers in Antrim County, Michigan, affidavits from numerous election officials in Georgia, as well as the operator's manual for Dominion's Democracy Suite 5.5, our teams have gathered indisputable evidence that the entire system can indeed be connected, hacked, and manipulated. And in fact, it was. Here's what triggered this investigation back in 2018. This is the Allied Security Operations Group primary finding in the 2018 governor's race where a direct flip of 560 votes was made from Matt Bevin to Andy Bashir. So that was exactly 560 votes was deducted from Matt Bevin. 560 votes were added to Andy Bashir. This race was decided by a little over 5,000 votes. So this one switch represented about 25% of the margin of the vote. Andy Bashir is declaring victory because he is the leading candidate over a Republican incumbent governor in a state Matt Bevin won by 10 points four years ago and a state Donald Trump won by eight times. Here's an example of election anomalies that took place in 2020. 
So now we would take the ballots and we would scan them. It's going to feed these ballots through the scan. So what we're going to do is we're going to all right, folks, back here at Live, uh, More Life from America. Um, I really love the symposium. I love going going in and checking on this. Um, but what they're showing right now is stuff that we've already seen. And thank God all of this happened, to be honest with you. Now it makes you think back about when President Trump was leaving and he gave his final speech on that tarmac. And he said, I know it's going to be rough. I know it's going to be hard. But the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. And here's some more good news. Remember uh, Tony Navarrete that we talked about with the uh, sexual molestation charges? He just resigned from the Arizona State Senate now. Now we've got Cuomo resigning, and we've got Navarrete resigning. And I think today was not just the beginning of the end because of Mike Lindell. I think a lot is happening this week because it's been prophesied to, uh, that, that stuff would happen this week. We knew it was going to happen, and whether it was going to come true or not, whether we fought, things are happening. And that is God. And, and President Trump said the best is yet to come. And, and, and he meant something by that. And they knew all of this back then. They caught them all. They caught every one of them. Now, what do we do with it when we go from here? What do we do after tonight when we hear more news from Mike Lindell at 7 o'clock? What do we do with more news when we hear it tomorrow? What do we do when the air and the ground and the, and, and the, uh, the, the sea game all come together like Bannon says? What do we do when Mike Lindell's stuff is done and forensic audits are going in full, full uh, speed and, uh, and, and legislators start making new laws uh, based on what happened? And what happens then? What happens? We the people will determine what happens. We know that for sure. We know for sure that we, the people, will determine what happens. It got here because of us, because of we've been just pushing, 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 and not stopping. And it will finish the way we want it to finish. So it's up to us. There is no predestined uh, you know, exact outcome. We know that God's working, so it's up to us to do our part too. That's what you can bet for sure. Now let's go to some more pesky facts and some more pesky statistics that Democrats don't like. You know we talked about that abortion story the other day that was very hard to hear. It's very hard to talk about that abortion story. Hearing what happens to those kids all the way up until live abortions, it made me sick. So I started doing some more research on abortions and stuff. Do you know that right now in America, abortions are the number one killer? Abortions are the number one um, uh, basically leading cause of death in America. Yep, more abortions in America happen than people suffering and dying from heart disease, stroke, cancer, car accidents, and COVID-19. So abortion is the leading cause of death in this country. So while Navarrete is resigning, while Cuomo is resigning, while we the people are exposing everything that's been going on in this country since probably back around F, um, John F. Kennedy days and probably even before that, while all this is happening, why don't we add to the list abolishing abortion? Because it is the number one cause of people's death in this country over all of those diseases that I just mentioned. What? No wonder God's doing what he's doing. No wonder... God is doing to this country what he's doing. Every single one of us in this country are being punished right now and being course corrected right now and we'll see revival right now because we kill more babies than anybody. And that's disgusting. 
thank God all of this stuff is happening. That is the number one killer of people in this country. Now let's talk about Governor Cuomo for a minute. With Governor Cuomo resigning, let's not let's not forget to to celebrate that win. Now I don't mean to say ha ha I told you so because there's nothing funny about it. The guy touched women in inappropriate places constantly throughout his life and his career or he wouldn't have resigned. And the guy obviously killed over 15,000 elderly in, in, in nursing homes. And God's going to get justice for that too in our time. Make no, make no mistake about it. But let's not, at least with everything going on, let's, that is a major thing. Some of the, di- some of the most diehard Cuomo-sexuals out there, uh, as they call themselves, would have never thought that he would have resigned. But he did. That is because of us. Not just as Democrats, because of the pressure that we were applying and pushing it out there when the news tried to put it down. Remember about two weeks ago, and I said, wow, we haven't talked about Andrew Cuomo in a while. Seems like he's been hiding out for quite a while. And then myself and many others just started ramping up on it again. And look, lo and behold, two weeks later, bam, he's gone. That's the power of people working together, the power of God, the power of prayer. Now, who's going to be taking over? Well, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hetchell. And she's just as bad. She's just as bad as a swamp donkey Democrat. But will she hope to run for governor and win? And what would she have to do in order to get the state to love her like they did not love Andrew Cuomo? Well, she might have to back off the lefty movement for a minute. She might have to go back towards the center. Long story short, we're going to be keeping an eye on her. We're going to be keeping a long long. Um, attention span and a lot of eyes on Attorney or Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hetchell. Okay, because if she comes in and she continues to to uh, oppress New Yorkers, then we're going to help New Yorkers too. But the long story of or the the, uh, the big story of the day is is first Mike Lindell and what he's been able to prove and his team. And the second biggest story of the day, which is a big win for us, is Andrew Cuomo leaving, ladies and gentlemen. That's a big win. That's a big win. Let's go back real quick and watch a little bit more of this symposium, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap up the show. And I got something else to tell you you're not going to want to miss. So we'll be right back. Okay, we're going to move on. It was in 2006 when Soros said, the main obstacle to a stable and just world is the United States. Translated into truth, that sentence would read, the main obstacle to destabilizing the world is the United States. While Soros is often accused of unfounded conspiracies, that should not detour from the heinous crimes against humanity that he's actually guilty of. Many of those crimes he keeps hidden in plain sight. According to a white paper called U.S. Programs 2015-2018 to Strategy, Soros' Open Societies Foundation began funding radical operations in Arizona and Georgia in 2015 with the goal of subverting the 2020 presidential elections. Through massive campaign contributions and nonprofit funding, Soros owns and controls countless public officials, university professors, teachers' unions, mayors, district attorneys, judges, congressmen, senators, secretaries of state, sheriffs, governors, and electronic voting machine companies around the world. In 2010, George Soros shocked even his most devout loyalists when he declared that China has a better functioning government than the United States. While the Chinese people should be considered friends and allies, the Chinese Communist Party is anything but. 
The CCP has been plotting to take over the United States for the better part of this last century. Now, I want to stop it right there, come back to Live from America for a minute, because the CCP is much like the cartel is to Mexico, but on steroids, on massive steroids. The CCP is a transnational, global terrorist organization that has ruled the people of China with an iron fist forever. That is what the CCP is. You don't think that the Chinese people want, want themselves rid of the CCP? But that's what they are. They're a transnational, global terrorist organization. Much, much more powerful than the cartel. But if you wanted to say, what are they like? They're like that. They're like that. They're not even, shouldn't even be recognized as, 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 a, uh, as, a, um, as a partner when it comes to you know, NATO or anything. They shouldn't even be recognized as a real country because it's not really what they are. They're a criminal, criminal organization running people into the ground. That's what they're doing. And their desire to take over America is so deep and so gross and so disgusting that we're, this is, they've, they've waged two acts of wars on us. COVID-19 and stealing the election. One is, one in the other, they're both in the same too. One in the same. They needed both to work out for the other one to work. It's truly incredible. It truly is incredible. Um... Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch more of what I've been showing and you can't get on Frank Speech, just go to LindellTV.com. I know that RSBN is showing a live feed of it. You can also go to Real America's Voice. They're going in and out of it, kind of like I was doing. But if you want to watch it in its entirety, I've been watching it all day on my phone and on my computer at LindellTV.com. Also, there's very limited sizes left of the 3%er t-shirts um, on the JeremyHerald.com website, okay? Um, there's like 9 mediums, 11 larges, no extra larges, and uh, I've already got a new order in, as well as V-neck t-shirts for women. Um, also got the You Can't Beat God t-shirts coming in both men's and women's, and the Hand Over Your Heart t-shirts as well in men and women's. It'll all be here soon. And all, all of those t-shirts I'm handling myself. And I'm getting away from that third party company. So when you order them, you'll not only get a Swamp Donkey sticker, but you'll also get the order within 10 days. There's a few people out there that are waiting on some sizes, but those are coming out, uh, coming soon. And other than that, you won't even have to wait up to 10 days. So make sure you keep your eye on them. They do help fund the show. And if you like what you see, go sign up for the newsletter on JeremyHerald.com. And uh, consider becoming a monthly donor, too, because we got a lot of growing to do. And I don't work for corporations. I work for you. So that's going to do it for Live from America today. I will bring you more updates tomorrow on the symposium if you're not, if you're not able to catch it tonight. Okay, so just make sure you, uh, you stay vigilant out there, folks, because it's just the beginning. And we got a lot more to go. So it's not time to turn off the gas now. So ladies and gentlemen, there are right ways... And there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you guys. Have a great night. And I'll see you at 11 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow for more Live from America. Thank you so much for everything. God bless. See you later. Rebirth of America Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, the rebirth